With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is the Little Bro Sco. Dave Schofield coming at you live. Well, I forgot to say I'm the co-editor behind the steel curtain.com. But coming at you once again with his big brother, Rich. Rich, how are you this evening? Oh, I'm wonderful. One. Just take one moment and (laughs) breathe in that sweet smell of victory yet again. Yes, there it is. The sweet smell of victory. Seven times. Set, set, yeah, you're right. Seven seven straight times of being able to breathe it in like that. Right. It's fantastic. This is one, I tell no, you. I, I didn't think I was going to get to breathe it in like that at halftime yesterday. No, <laughs> no. Um, did not. I'll be honest with you. When they came back and just made it a game, I was like, yes, make this a game. Because I had said before, I thought this was the hardest game they had left on their schedule. To go into Baltimore, play them coming off their bye, and everything else. But this team stayed focused on what they needed to do. And as we're going to see, they need to stay focused ahead if they're going to make some history. So they, it's funny because they, did you get to see Steeler for a text today on the website? I sure did. Okay. Because see, that's part of the focus that the Steelers had. They honed in on one thing that they thought was going to work offensively in the second half. And for two straight drives, that's what they did. And it it really worked out. If you didn't check that out at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, make sure you do. But Rich, it is, we're still coming off that big victory. That is, it's called a stranglehold 
on the AFC North. It is it is the Steelers to lose at this point. The only thing that was going to keep the Pittsburgh Steelers from winning the AFC North is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Correct. It's all it's all up to them now. Yep. They're in the driver's seat for it. That means we still don't know what's going on when it comes to um to playoffs. There's Oh my goodness, we got various things coming in. First, there's been reports of you know the possibility of a playoff bubble for um for if that's what needs to happen whenever it comes around, uh, when the playoffs come around. Then there's also the talk, it was even asked of Coach Tomlin today, Tuesday, in his in his press conference about the possibility of even expanding the playoffs one more team this year to have 16 teams, which means no buy for anybody. Um, very, very interesting if they would do that. I think that would, of course, leave it up to the NFL that if the Steelers happen to get the one seed, they're going to make sure they don't get a buy. But <laughs> that's oh. more of a talk if they have to, ex- let's say they have to extend a game beyond the regular season rather than have a team have to take, it's actually a disadvantage then for a team if they would have two weeks off, I think is what they're looking at. Um, lots of different things to look at, but for now, they're still chugging ahead. Week nine, you get through week nine, you're over halfway there of the NFL season. So so there they go. It's good to see people um, coming in, joining in the live chat. We appreciate you all. This is some great time for some Steeler conversation. So, Rich, what's your impressions from, from Sunday? You, I know you're, you're sucking in that sweet smell of victory. What stood out to you the most? Yeah, but I'm still recovering from, you know, like my – Six heart attack and seven wins. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, ooh, that was something. Uh, actually, my take, and I actually just kind of caught on to this a little bit ago. So I was watching some stuff on TV. There were two very similar games that happened in the NFL this week, and the Steelers were were a part of one of those two games. And that comes down to where a game where one team totally dominated the game over the other team offensively, and yet the team with less offensive stats won the game. Okay. And and that second game was the Miami Los Angeles Rams game. Yeah, because Miami just got some really, and they, they scored from all kinds of phases in that one. Yes. Um, but when you really look at the, yeah, they, they won it the way, yeah, they won that game the same way the Steelers won the game against the Ravens. And that was figuring out just what do we need to do to win? Yeah. And really that was the Steelers on, on well, the second half Steelers on Sunday were like, okay, what do we need to do to win? Well, thank you, Alex Highsmith. I told you all what I saw highlights of this guy when we drafted him that he was going to be a playmaker and he made mm-hmm. a play when yes, we he did. needed it the most on Sunday and the offense turned right around turned that into seven points and that was the turning point in the game that was going to be my question to you was that the play that changed everything I'd say it was the the series of plays between his interception and mm-hmm. two plays to a touchdown that changed everything yeah well and then Go to the next one because they went three and out on the next one. Correct. Yes. They held the Ravens to three and out Mm -hmm. and got the ball back down three points. 
And it was just, it just happened all of a sudden. And and you expected if the Steelers were going to get back in it, they had to do something on that very first drive. And they come out on the very first play and it's Juju's very first target. And they get 23 or 24 yards. I can't remember which number it was. Then three straight incompletions and a punt. And you're like, okay, I guess the second half's not going to be that much more than what we expect in the first half. But what happened? Stay focused, do what you got to do. Don't know why they were throwing the ball on their first play of the second half. That I don't know why they bothered to throw the ball, period. Because bad things happened. I mean, things two happened. interceptions, two fumbles by, by Lamar that they two lost. Two interceptions, and, two fumbles, and four sacks. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. I mean, those were the things that they couldn't afford, but he tries to make that throw. Boy, didn't Highsmith go up and make a nice play on that? He did. He really yeah. did a nice job high-pointing that football and getting just enough to yeah. pluck it out of the air. And and see, no, there's – I just want to say that that play was a turning point. There were other plays earlier on. There I think two. people people were talking about that if it weren't for those plays, then that couldn't have even been a turning point. Of course, you know, the, the Spillane – Pick six. Oh, you know, if, if the Steelers are down seventeen nothing at halftime, that's crazy. You're talking about the the strip sack to keep them off the board. It probably would have been three because I think that was on third down. If I'm if I recall, um, yes. Um, you know that took three points away. And who's to say they wouldn't have gone for it there? You know that right. it could have even been seven. So that was a big play. Um, that those kind of plays just kept them in it. But then then you had what I, I thought the Steelers were going to get the momentum right before halftime when I thought Joe Hayden came up with that pick. Is that uh, kind of yeah. a forgotten play a little bit? After after everything's said and done, That's that play's kind of gotten glossed over. But if Joe Hayden comes up with that pick, the Steelers are probably going to get at least three out of that and the ball coming out of the half. And instead, the Ratbirds ended up getting three points. Yeah. So well, I'll tell you what, too. That Joe, that Joe Hayden pick. All right. Joe, Joe mm-hmm. was trying to sell it when it went to, you know, when they were when it was being reviewed, but um you could kind of yeah, tell Hayden, he he knew he didn't have it. Yeah, he, 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 didn't, he didn't have it. it. He did not have it, unfortunately. But um I mean it it, it was what it was, but there I mean there were some things that I felt the Steelers did that had them really focused, particularly Ben Roethlisberger. Yes, he was 4 of 10 in the first half. But you know what that he was... didn't do? He didn't turn the ball over. Correct. You know, he didn't turn the ball over. You know, the the one drive that got a little bit going, Chase Claypool had the fumble. That was just a good defensive play. It, well, I don't think that Claypool was careless, but he sh- he's got to learn from that. If he doesn't learn, I mean, he should have gone back and seen um, – Week five from last season. That would have helped him a little bit. Get rid of Claypool. He's a chronic fumbler. Yeah. <laughs> that's two. He's fumbled now. First, but that's the first one he's lost, I think. So um, because the other one, remember, almost went out of bounds. Right. Um that was Denver, which by the way, with the Steelers being seven and oh, that game against Denver where they took a knee inside the 10-yard line is the only game they haven't covered this season. And we're going to get into that more when we when we look ahead to the Cowboys. So, but that's you know sometimes that's something you have to worry about with young players. Is you got to remember these guys that are professionals. You're basically taking. Yes, he played at Notre Dame. 
So he, you know, so he played some against some high quality college competition. Yes. But you basically got to think of you've got to take the best two players on every team you faced all season and put them all together under one team, and that's who you're playing every week. Right. That's what happens when you go to the pros. So it takes just a little bit more. I hopefully he's learned a lesson with that one. But Ben took care of the ball, and in the second half, my goodness, what he did on those two drives, like. I, I've laid this out in vertex. Go ahead, say say something. So, and so, some of Jeffrey Benedict's breakdown on some of this stuff offensively today was fantastic on the website. It really well, was. Well, that's Show, Jeffrey. Showing how, right, showing how we took advantage of stacking some receivers um, yep. and things like that was just perfect. It, it showed the adjustments the Steelers knew they had to make in the second half offensively to have any success in a passing game. And then once they found it, they were basically like, we're going to stick to this kind of stuff until the Ravens show they can stop it. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's what we had talked about when we were trying to figure out what we were going to do for our, for our vertex article. So that's what was going on there. If you haven't checked that out, go to behind the or go to Google and just type in Steelers vertex. It's going to come up. Um, but I just I looked at everything. I broke down every offensive play that the Steelers had in the second half, and and you even referred to their last touchdown, the game-winning touchdown on knee-jerk reactions of every single play on that drive was a pass. Yes, every single play on the on the first touchdown drive, the first offensive touchdown drive um, that I say was the long drive, not the Ebron touchdown, but the one that 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 regained that, that got the lead back for them. Almost all of them were passes. They had three runs for a total of negative one yards because they had a one-yard run, a one-yard touchdown at the end, but they had a three-yard loss in there. They also had a seven-yard sack that I wasn't counting either way. And then right. everything else was passes, but he they were all completions with the exception of the ones with penalties. Mm-hmm. So they took their shots. As, as I saw so many people behind the steelcurtain.com making this ob- observation that they were they were calling them let's see what were they calling them they they were saying that that the ravens were playing the seattle seahawks defense their defensive philosophy of we're just going to knock you around be really physical interfere with you on every play because they're going to get tired of it and they're just eventually not going to call it yeah and that's I, kind I, of I was what they too. do and yeah so that's that's and and it cost the Ravens and there was times there could have been more pass interference calls and there might have been one of those that might have been a little bit ticky tack, but there was probably more missed than what there were ticky tack ones, but we don't want to get too much into ticky tack because one Cameron Hayward still has a lot to say about ticky tack whenever you I still don't understand how you can get flagged for a late hit out of bounds when a, when both feet from the player are still are in bounds when he makes contact. Yeah, I was trying to figure. Uh, they just don't like that he hit him hard on the sideline. But he didn't hit him. No, he hit he, he hit, hit Minka. Minka as much as Minka he did has there. a hold of Lamar yeah. Jackson and Cameron Hayward hits Minka in the back. Yeah. And that sends Minka and Lamar Jackson tumbling. Yeah. Let's throw a flag. I didn't get it. Yeah. And that is what allowed I mean, a punt was coming after that play. Correct. That play never should have got to the sidelines. That should have been a sack in the middle of the field. 
I think it was Dupree that missed that one, but yep. I'm not exactly sure. So crazy stuff. I mean, I it's so funny because I don't know what my neighbors, I don't live that close to my neighbors, but I'm sure they heard me on Sunday. I mean, I when that final play happened, I was screaming, of course, you've got, you still got people, you know, Ratbirds fans and players and coaches complaining about that last play when multiple people have broken it down to say that was the right call because Minka Fitzpatrick has every right. I know you're about ready to laugh. He has every right to go get that ball. And Correct. the fact that the receiver put his head in there, in other words, let his head get in the way of Minka, who should have, I think, could have had an interception if it wasn't for Justin Lane. Yes. You know, that's not a pass interference call. And that could have changed something that would have been a, a, a really bad thing. So, no, that play was. You listen to almost every <laughs> analyst that has looked at that play, and they're saying, you know, that was the right call. Yeah. Um, um, Oh, where was I looking? This this could have been me. Ezra said he got kicked out of the bar at the end, probably from his <laughs> So, hey, it looks like Mr. L's in the live chat. There we go. So, um, shout out to Mr. L, right? That's right. So, um, anything more you want to – I mean, I want to soak in this victory, but I don't want the Steelers to soak in this victory. There's still some things from this game that has me a little bit miffed. Okay. Yeah, but but I'm still celebrating. I'm drinking a cheer wine. <laughs> there you go. For anyone that was one, was curious about that, why well, am I celebrating? Because you know this is historic. Because the last time the Steelers were seven and zero, their uh, big Dave was the year you were born. Yes, the year of my birth. I was well, I was around for it. I just don't remember it. Um, <laughs> What are you talking about? I was around for it. I don't remember it. <laughs> I was four so, years old. It's like, I was going to say, for those, for those of you that are wondering, it's a four-year difference between us. So I do want to mention some some other things going on with the Steelers. We've got we got some interesting news on the injury front um, from Coach Tom the day. He expects, for those of you that might not have realized this, I picked it wrong. I had a feeling going into the last game that between Mike Hilton and Derek Watt, one of them would dress. They were both questionable, but they wouldn't play. They would only be there in case of emergency. And the reason they, they still dressed was because the Steelers, what were they going to do? Dress Josh Dobbs, dress an extra lineman. What were they going to do? So they were better off having someone. I thought they might address Mike Hilton and not played him. They, I guess they resisted the temptation. Um, Mike Hilton wasn't dressed. Instead, it was Derek Watt. Did not play a snap. Right. They elevated Antoine Brooks from the from the practice squad, the sixth round rookie from the last draft. Didn't play a snap, from what I understand. Um, they were just listed on the report at the end of of DNP, so I didn't actually check the snap counts to see if any of that changed. So, but it looks like Derek Watt, Jordan Dangerfield, um, they were both listed um, as players who they expect to be back this week without any reservations. 
Unfortunately, Mike Hilton was not listed there, but I still think Mike Hilton has a chance to come back and play. Yeah, I think I think Coach Tomlin was saying about Hilton, wasn't he, that, that that they're hopeful, but they want to see how his shoulder's doing throughout the week. Yes, and I know some people are going to have some opinions about these injuries, and we're going to get to that more when we preview this week. You also have Tyson Alawala, who could miss a couple games, but it's look at it was an MCL sprain. It's he's still not ruled out this week, but I wouldn't put my I wouldn't put a lot of stock in him playing this week. Yeah, um, but it doesn't look like it's something that's going to be long term. Cam Hayward, on the other hand, they say with his quad, there's a good chance he can play. Jeff Jeff Hartman thinks he deserves an Oscar. He says Cam knew what he was doing um, at the key times that he went down. Not that he wasn't hurting, but he might have been able to play through him. But just based on the timing of everything, he might not have. I think he was dealing with some some cramping issues, maybe a mild strain. Um, but hopefully, Cam Cam can get back. That's the injury issues. Then you've got the trade. Oh yes. What do you? Yeah, you don't forget the trade. Oh yes. The, the Steelers go out and get another inside linebacker, and I have and, to get. And if I recall, this is the guy that Michael Bex has been wanting for a while. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. I have to give props to Deputy Editor Michael Beck. This was the guy he wanted. This was the guy he said they should go get, and I was kind of like, eh. Because I've all I've often learned when you think the Steelers are going to go get a guy, how many times they really go get the guy. I'm right. still shocked that Minka Fitzpatrick is in black and gold. I just didn't think they would go get him. I'm still shocked that Joe Hayden ended up in black and gold. I just didn't think they'd make the move I'm, because I've I've conditioned that that's not the way the Steelers operate. But now it's starting to, to come more. But not only that, what are your thoughts about a half season rental linebacker with Devin Bush being out? Because you know you might not need, you know, that, so that's why it's good that it's a half season. Um, not terrible against the salary cap. Um, right. A linebacker, you know, six. Well, I guess I should say five plus years in the league. Last season he missed the entire year with an ACL injury. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's Avery Williamson is his name. He missed the entire 2019 season with an ACL injury because. Oh, man, Jets fans were furious because he was in a preseason game when they felt he had no business being in there. He should have been taken out of that game by then, and he wasn't, and he has the injury, and he's lost for the season. Comes back, and the Steelers go get him. Now, I haven't really watched him play on the field. I know I've I've seen some breakdowns of stuff. I know we're going to have breakdown of him coming from Jeffrey Benedict at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> I, I I think that's coming out Thursday. If yeah. I saw he said Thursday, I th- yeah. we'll see exactly when it comes out. If you know what I mean, it it yes. it doesn't. It, it could possibly, but we'll see. Meaning it could be sooner, but most likely it's Thursday. The um the other thing that I saw about him, and you hear this from Jets fans, is some of them were happy for him. Because at, through this dumpster fire of a season that they're having, he was one voice in the locker room that was still trying to keep this team motivated, that still wanted to say, stay focused, still wanted to play as hard as he could, and everything else. That's the kind of guy you want to see with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Jets fans are happy for him that he's got a chance to be on a winning team now. So, I mean, maybe not all of them, but I saw a lot of Jets fans that were happy for the player, that he went from 0-8 to 7-0. I know and he's they, kind of gotten torched some in coverage. That, yeah. And part of that was the Jet fans being 
realizing that you know he had to lose a year basically because he was in it at th- in a preseason game when he shouldn't have been. Yeah, like they didn't feel the organization had done him many favors. Yes, but trading him then was the favor. Kind of, yeah. For the most part, yes. I mean, Jewiz, the guy makes a fifteen-game swing. Yeah, yeah. Only thing is, he will not get a bye week. He will play seventeen games this season if he doesn't miss any. Well, maybe not. This might be his bye week coming up because he will not be joining the Steelers because of COVID protocols until Saturday. It's hard to say if the the Steelers might announce it as part of their other stuff, if he's going to be out or not. It might just be a game day inactive or not. He might be dressed, but they not put him on defense, maybe get out there, do some special teams, something like that, or they might just wait. It's really hard to say. But Coach Tomlin talked about this today. Michael Beck wrote an article on how he thought he was going to be used. That article was scheduled to run today at 2.30. Coach Tomlin shockingly talked about how they plan on using Williamson. I didn't expect him to do that. So we're like, no, that's not your Coach Tomlin thing. Uh-oh. I got to go look at Michael's article. We might have to do some overall. We should have ran it before the press conference. Blah, blah, blah. You know what? Do you know what it was? Exactly what Michael said. He said, he's not coming in to be the starter right now, but over time, you're going to see a lot of even playing time between those three linebackers. Robert Spillane hasn't done anything to not earn time. But anytime you can even get those, I mean, come on, TJ Watt and Bud Dupree don't play every down. You've got to have other people right. in there. So with we still don't know what the deal was with UG3. We do not know the roster move for Williamson coming in yet. They haven't actually had to make the move. They haven't had to, he's on some, because of COVID and everything. I think it's because of COVID. Maybe I'm wrong with that, but because he hasn't completely transitioned into the team, they don't, he he's on a special exemption thing to where he doesn't count for the 53 until they go to use him. So that's, that's good. But once again, got to applaud the Steelers for doing what you need to do. Making it happen. You know, yeah, the, with, yes. With the UG3 injury, we had to do something. Yeah, you have to do something because, because I, I'm we concerned. saw what happened with UG3 in his back last year. Yes. Uh, how how much it really kept him out. And you couldn't take the risk of the same thing going on this year and not having more depth. And I and I've said this many times. I would not be surprised if he's still dealing with that back as part of an ailment, and maybe that's why he hasn't even been active as much. You had the same deal with Chuksa for last year. You're like, well, he wasn't on the injury report. Well, he wasn't injured where he could lose time. It was just inhibiting his performance enough that it wasn't worth him being active. Right. So um, when, when Chuks had the shoulder issue last year. So it very interesting, very Good thing to, to know and to realize. These are great things for, for for this Steelers team moving forward. So once again, they make the move. They're focused on doing what they need to do. I know this is where I will give Michael Beck a hard time for forever because we adamantly disagree on this. There are still some people out there who are, and I will say this, I'll call you out in the live chat. It's okay. We all love the Steelers. We can disagree on these things who are adamantly incorrect about the fact that the Steelers need to be investing in another backup quarterback at this time. I still can't believe the Steelers are 7-0, and this is what we're hearing. I hate to tell you this, and I know Steelers fans don't want to hear it because they're scared to death of it. If something happens to Ben, 
everything changes. It doesn't matter if they go out and get the best person available. I, it's still not going to be the same. Ike Taylor said it on our podcast when he when we had him on as a guest. Not this podcast, but one of our family podcasts here behind the steel curtain. That it's above the neck. Every, it's above the neck is what Brent, Ben Roethlisberger brings. And there is no one that you could have that's going to change that above the neck, regardless of anything else. We're not going to live in our fears. Thank you, Steelers Pittsburgh. We're not going to live in our fears. I said that all offseason. Sam, if that's where you want to invest your money, you're living in your fears. You're, you're, you're not just all in on this season. You're all in on Ben Roethlisberger as your leader. So that's something that they didn't need to do. Um, and let's let's roll with this squad now. Let's see what they can do. Okay. So, um, kind of like that Thanksgiving night isn't end all be all. What do you think of no, that? It's not. I mean, how many times has it been? It's like, oh my gosh, this is make or break, and it's not. Yeah. So I know I don't like to look ahead too much, but. Nope. At the same time, yes, I do. I now, like to look ahead to the next game. Yeah, the, at the same right time, you know, you play the Ravens two times in a season. You know, you at worst want to split. You can't, you can't say that at worst unless you win the first one. That's what makes it tough when the first one's on the road. But when you win that first one on the road, then you're like, hey, at worst, it's a split. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's and right. as long as they, they keep taking care of business, they are fine. I'm a little bit miffed about some things going on with the Ravens. We'll talk about this here to to, to finish up this half of the show before we take a break. Uh, what's your feeling about the COVID situation going on in Baltimore? Because if you recall, the player who tested positive on, you know, tested positive on game day, but they didn't get the result until late that night. And then people are like, well, why have game day testing? Game day testing isn't about the game. game. Day. It's, it's not about, about the game. It's about, it's about, it's about not having, having a gap. gap. Exactly. It's about not no having gap. a gap in your testing. So the problem I have with it was he missed Wednesday due to illness. Yeah. That looks bad. It does. If it wasn't for that, I would be like, you know what? It was just one of those things they didn't catch it. But when you miss a day of practice due to illness and then test positive the day of, not a good look for, for the rat birds. What do you think? Well, I don't know any look that looks good on rat birds. Yeah. But um, no, it, it's, it's, it's not a good look. It's one of those though, where we're going to sit and hope as long as we have nobody that ends up positive that we think could be mm-hmm. you know, traced back to, to the game with Baltimore, whatever. Yeah, it, it. I'm. I haven't heard that anything from this has changed. I know it was true a couple of weeks ago, unless something because there's so much college football going on. But I heard the, it has not crossed the line of scrimmage. There has not been a, a case where it's gone from one team to another um, because they played during a game. Let me ask you this. Are you surprised at all that given the circumstances, you know, he had been ill during the week but was still getting negative tests? Are you surprised at all? Hairball's going to play. Yeah. That delayed yeah, the that, Wang hard. Yeah. He's like, I, we need him against the Steelers. That's right. So, um, honestly, if it had been – if it had been um, – 
uh, even a, a guy that gets 20 percent of the snaps on defense, yeah, he'd have been out. Or um, if they'd have been playing, yeah, you know, I don't know, yeah, Cincinnati or so the Jets or somebody. Now, you know, now they have seven players on the COVID list. I think it's seven, if I recount, if, yeah. I, if I recall. But all but, of course, Humphrey can return if they continue to have negative tests all the way up through Saturday, they can return and play on Sunday. I'm something else. I'm kind of miffed about this game on Sunday with the Ravens. I thought the NFL was better than this. Why is the head official in the Baltimore Indianapolis game from Baltimore? Because the NFL loves the Ravens and hates the Steelers. Yeah. I'm like, why in the world is, how is that? I didn't think they were allowed to do that. The head official is from Baltimore and is traveling. I mean, is he going to ride on the team plane and traveling to Indianapolis to do the to referee the game involving the Ravens? I, I have a little bit of a problem with that. I'm, I, I thought the NFL was better than that. I mean, a lot of people aren't. You know, they're like oh, that doesn't surprise me at all. But I, I didn't think they would do that. But a lot of people don't know where officials are from. But I know in this case because of um. I know people that are employed at his same place of employment. So, and as you know, I'm not all that far from Baltimore here. So that's why. So it's kind of interesting with that. So very, you know, how, how things play out really frustrated about that whole COVID situation, but you know what? It, as long as the Steelers come, come through, clean. I'm going to be very disappointed if the only thing that gives the Steelers a hiccup when it comes to that um, is because of somebody like the Ratbirds being doing something they shouldn't have done. That'll tick me off. Okay. But you know what? More importantly, they got the W. That's they got right. the W. That's what matters. They got the W. Doesn't matter that Baltimore had twice as many yards. Doesn't matter. Okay. It all comes down to they took care of the ball. And they moved it when they had to. It's almost like they didn't even try to move it when they weren't trailing in the second half. It was kind of crazy. So, yeah. So, anything else you want to say about that before we move on to good old week nine? No. Well, uh, just, you know, it was nice to get that win in against Baltimore. I love it. Yeah. All my Baltimore fans on Facebook went very quiet. Uh, that, got very silent. They talked I a lot of trash before the game, but... None of them have said a word since the game ended. It's kind of funny. Other than BTSC, I haven't been on Facebook for a very, very long time. I scrolled through Sunday evening just to see if there was any one of those uh, Baltimoreans had anything that they wanted to say. Crickets. So I'm like, that's 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 what I like. So we are going to take, for those of you here watching on YouTube, we're just going to take a very quick several second break. For those of you listening on audio form, get ready to click over to part two because we are going to talk about the focus that this Steelers team needs in order to make sure that they make history on Sunday. So get ready to click on over. And for those of you on YouTube, stick around. We'll be right back. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.